Welcome to the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. I'm here with Dr. Ravello on a Saturday afternoon. Since we were seeing some patients, we figured we might as well throw in a podcast. Might as well throw in a podcast. It is the Saturday after Thanksgiving. I'm feeling about 10 extra pounds overweight here. <laughs> You're lucky it's only 10. <laughs> I'm looking at creation down the street and I'm like, yeah, the juice diet starts today. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like two or three days at least, you know. Yeah, I tried that yesterday. It didn't work out because then uh, there was a, a huge pizza party for my um. daughters and and then we, of course, my boys and I had to get in on it too. So yeah, that was you it. can't, you can't not say no to pizza no. when it's looking right at you, <laughs> especially after a day of juice. <laughs> I did try it though. I went to Juice Crafters yesterday with all good intentions. I was like, okay, give me one of the green number threes. I'll take uh, the the number ten cleaner, which mm. is important after Thanksgiving. And then uh, I also did like a number eleven. And then I took two uh, coconut milk Ooh, uh, deals. Good. Well, because I figured that was be the protein at the end of the yeah. day. Yeah. Instead of those, <laughs> I had the pizza. So I think I failed the juice crafter single day cleanse. There's always tomorrow. There is tomorrow because uh, so far, today, well, so far today I could do it. I, I'm, I'm only one coffee in on t- on this uh, Saturday afternoon. And there you go. All right. <laughs> That's not what we're going to talk about. Our, our Thanksgiving no, no. dietary Although, failings. <laughs> sort of, because what we are going to talk about is tummy tucks. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I have like I have so many tummy tucks coming up. I'm like, I thought I was like a nose man, but you know, <laughs> no, we are doing abdominoplasties over the next uh, month, in addition to the 20 or so noses that I have booked already. Well, tummy tucks are sort of my bread and butter. It's it's what I do a decent amount of. So I'm very happy to sit here and talk all things tummy tuck. So let's get started on the marketing ploys that occur <laughs> with tummy tucks because there are so many. Like everybody's got a new name for this same operation. They want to call it the the tummy tuck plus, the special tuck, the 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 drainless <laughs> the tuck, the extended tuck. Yeah. The I mean, what's what's with the marketing, Millicent? Tell me about that. So a tummy tuck has been around for decades. It is the one of the staples of plastic surgery. And the whole concept is that you're removing extra skin, typically after weight loss or pregnancy, and you're tightening up the muscles underneath, muscles underneath and you're just creating a better overall contour to the abdomen. It's a classic. It's a staple. It's a great surgery. It works really well. The marketing aspect of it is putting a small new twist on it or just doing the same thing we all do and giving it a fancy name and then marketing it as something new, fancy, and special. We see it all the time in so many different aspects of plastic surgery, and it's really just the exact same thing we're all doing. I've never been able to like look a patient in the face and say a named operation. I just can't do it. I, I'm sorry. I know that patients love it. They love the, oh, do you do the diamond lift? Oh, do you do the, the O lift? Oh, do you do the, the, the special this, that, and the other thing lift? And, and I'm like, I, I, no, I do I, those operations. I just don't call them oh like my. some But then they look name. at you and they're like, you don't know what that is. You don't do that. I'm like... Never even heard of it. <laughs> oh, it's so painful to even listen to it. I can't take it. I can't. I really can't. But maybe I should name my operations. Maybe, maybe I'm going to do maybe that. Maybe I'm going like, to name them all. Just like jump on that train. Totally. Like, why not? I'm going to name them all something really cool. I'm going to get a very, very special brand marketing person in. And we can name every single operation we do that I've been doing for my entire career and just 
oh it's all new it's the (laughs) it's the fancy pants beverly hills lift do you want the fancy pants beverly hills lift i I do do. i definitely want that and then they'll go to some other office like well dr calvert does the fancy pants beverly hills lift don't you know what that is and they'll be like oh my god that that freaking guy guy. (laughs) (laughs) totally it's so painful how can people take it i don't know it's just it drives me nuts but anyway let's start with the tummy tuck plus <laughs> which you said to me i was like are you kidding me oh uh, they said do, do you do the tummy tuck plus yes that was a recent question i got and i was initially baffled because i was like tummy tuck plus liposuction tummy tuck plus breast aug like tummy tuck plus what plus botox and plus she said what? no that's the name of the procedure it's tummy tuck plus it's tummy tucks that are done in patients that have a higher bmi oh like like a Plus size. Like plus. Yeah. Like, yeah, like plus. (laughs) Like I'm plus size. And I said, uh. It's just an abdominoplasty. Okay. I get it. And I see her point because theoretically, traditionally, you're not going to do a tummy tuck in someone that has a lot of residual fat in the abdomen for many reasons. They just have a higher rate of complications. When you're trying to sew together Fat, 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 it breaks down, higher risk of infections, and the outcome's just not going to be as great. It's really hard to contour something when there's still a lot of fat underneath. Now, I do typically do liposuction with my tummy tucks, and I can do a significant amount of liposuction, but there is a limit to what I can do at the same time as a tummy tuck, because traditionally, a tummy tuck is a skin excision procedure. It's not designed to be a weight removal surgery. It's not designed to take off a lot of weight. No, it's a contouring procedure. It's a contouring procedure. So that's why this tummy tuck plus has been designed to allow plus-sized women, women with a higher BMI, to still be candidates for a tummy tuck. Now, I don't know what exactly the tummy tuck plus means. All I know is that I do a lot of patients that have a higher BMI, and I just do a little bit, a lot more liposuction actually in them than I do in my other ones. Sometimes, and what I would really prefer patients to do is, well, ideally lose weight, but if they're not going to or they just can't, then I offer them a staged liposuction procedure. So I say, you know what? You really are carrying a lot of weight around your abdomen. You're not going to have a great outcome. My suggestion is that you let me do liposuction of the abdomen, remove all that extra fat, let your body recover, and then three to six months later, come back and let's take out all that extra skin that's going to be left behind. And that is a great operation. That... That is okay. So maybe there is a reason to name operations <laughs> because then you can do a couple of things. You can identify the customization that is really, and this is all kidding aside, the, the whole trick to getting a great result with an abdominoplasty is to customize it to the patient's of problems. Course, of course. You yeah. need to look and see what are the opportunities to make them look awesome. And that's where the action is. So, I I mean, I think names are cool, whatever. But (laughs) I think what we're really talking about with a tummy tuck plus or with an extended abdominoplasty or with a drainless or whatever, there are certain patients that will do better and get better results with certain techniques. Yes. That is where the rubber meets the road. But that's just having a plastic surgeon that can identify you and your problems and what will work best for you and communicating with you and coming up with a plan. Like, that's sort of... being a plastic surgeon. <laughs> Shh, don't tell anybody. No, of that's course. What, that's that's the whole what point. we're supposed to do. Duh, that is what we do. 
That is what we do with rhinoplasty, yeah. with facelifts, with liposuction, with anything that we do. It's all about making a diagnosis. Number one, you must listen to the patient, take a history, do a full physical exam, and then make a diagnosis. It is the number one way that you can develop a treatment plan for your patient. And if you don't do that and you just say, oh, you need a tummy tuck, great, then you're, you're going to miss opportunities. It's not that right. you can just do the same operation on everybody. I guess you can, but that's not yeah. how you get home run results. No, it, it really is not. I think on any given week, I'm doing a standard tummy tuck, an extended tummy tuck, a lower body lift, and a floridally abdominoplasty. Like some patients need three liters of liposuction, some need 500 cc. So it's every patient is different. Sometimes I have to put the patients prone on their stomach and do liposuction of the flank. Sometimes I don't have to do that. So every patient gets a little bit different of a technique depending on right. where they keep their fat, depending on where their extra skin is. Like it's all very much tailored to a patient. Right, and that that's that's where the the great results occur and they happen when you take your time to plan out a great operation and that's why you know the other question that's really difficult to answer is you know well what does it cost for a tummy tuck well it depends are, <laughs> it's do, are you, do you need a tummy yeah. tuck plus do you need a you know yeah, do you need some of extended? them take do you need... a lot more work yeah. than others i mean there are there are some patients that I spend the first probably two and a half hours of the surgery doing liposuction on before I even get to cutting skin. That's right. So every patient, yeah, you can't say generic cost because some patients need a lot more work than For others. sure. And you have, to, you have to build that into your fee structure so that you're not you know, doing stuff for free, essentially. I mean, right. you really need to understand how extensive these operations are. They, are, they take a long time. There's a lot of aftercare. Um, these are these are definitely like very labor intense operations. Oh yeah, yeah. They do look great. Um, I, you know, I've got a bunch of them coming up for whatever reason, and I and I like doing them. They're really fun, uh, and the results, the patients the go results, crazy. The results, the results are great. I mean, they really, really are. Um, you know, taking someone, you know, who has just all this extra skin or for whatever reason just carries their weight in their abdomen and being able to remove that and give them that flat stomach they've never, ever had. is they These are some of my happiest patients. They, for sure. They really are. Um, they are incredibly satisfied. Um, and it's just, it's great. I mean, it's totally transformative. I call them, I usually do my operations on Mondays, so I call them my makeover Mondays because that's <laughs> literally what they are. Yeah, well, that's for sure. I mean, that's... You know, and then obviously we've had a uh, discussion about mommy makeover where you couple some breast surgery with right. the abdominoplasty, and that's really pretty common. So um, they, those are longer operations. You have to be in, in uh, good health to do that. But when you can do it, it's it, – talk about transformation. I mean, oh, it is for like sure. Out that of control. Is, that is a makeover. Well, cool. you sort of mentioned um, one of the things we threw out there was the drainless tummy tuck. So let's go into that a little bit because that is – not so much a trademarked thing. It's a technique, um, and some people do it, some don't. So let's just talk about that a little bit. Um, traditionally, a tummy tuck, you're going to have one or two drains, and that's just to collect the fluid that's going to accumulate after sort of this massive trauma to the skin and soft tissue of the abdomen. And drains will typically stay in anywhere from one to three weeks, depending on how much fluid they're putting out. 
Um, but I would say over the past decade, there's definitely been a trend towards drainless tummy tucks. And instead of using drains, you do internal suturing to right. close down that dead space and prevent the fluid from accumulating. Right, because the way that, just for the listeners, the way a tummy tuck's done is we make a hip-to-hip incision. We lift the skin and fat off of the abdominal wall muscles, leaving the belly button attached on the uh, on the abdominal wall. And we go all the way up to the to the ribs, to the... Uh, your xiphoid process to the sternum and over the ribs, and then we bring the skin down like a window shade, trim it off, sew it up, and bring the belly button through the flap. And there's a big space under that right. skin flap right. that needs to be drained. Right, otherwise or it closed. builds fluid. Or yeah. closed, closed with the suturing. Um, and I, you know, I do like the drainless tummy tucks. I would say I do it infrequently only because most of my patients are massive weight loss patients and I'm taking off like, you know, yeah. square miles of skin. So the, <laughs> the suture technique would not be, uh, best. It would take a long time and I, they still accumulate fluid just because of, of the amount of skin and dead space that I'm creating and removing. Um, if I have a small, you know, post-pregnancy mommy who's just having a little bit of skin removed, great. I love a drain this tummy tuck in those patients. They do really well. Um, it's just not my primary population. Yeah, I mean, I think the drainless is... It's six one half dozen the other. I, I think if you want to take the time, and it is a lot of it extra time. It takes time, time so in the like OR. In, in a mommy makeover, I'm not going to yes. add on that extra hour for the drainless. Yeah. Because you know we're already at six hours after right. doing breast lifts and right. all that stuff. So I'll put drains in and, and take them out. I I I, I have found though that even with the drainless, I still wind up draining seramas. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> I've done a few of them. It's like okay, so I did all this, and I'm going to need all these seramas for like three weeks. Uh, yeah, it's part of the nature of it. Um, I, I, th- I get the point, but it's definitely a marketing thing too. And maybe it's only a marketing thing amongst you know plastic surgeons like thinking they're marketing something because the patients probably don't really care. You know, they uh, the drains are sort of a hassle. Drains are kind of a hassle. I mean, I could see why you know if you're looking at two plastic surgeons and one does drainless and one doesn't, you know, it is an added plus. It's a it's a it's a temporary plus though because yeah. what you really want is the the, the end result. result. Yeah, because the result is going to be right. And I think you get a good result either way. Oh, the so result no, will be the same. Yeah, I, I don't see a difference in the results. <laughs> you know, people are like, oh, look, I did this drainless. I'm like, congratulations. So, you know, you didn't have to put drains in and you spent right. an hour suturing right. the flap down. But the the long-term upside for doing drainless or drains, I think, is uh, a it, – it's not it's a not there. It's yeah. a wash. So yeah. so that's why it, it it's it's just a preference. It is a preference. Um, and speaking of the recovery, and I would say in general, your recovery is going to be based on how extensive your tummy tuck was. If you are coming in and you just have a little bit of extra skin to be removed, you don't need a whole lot of liposuction, you know, your recovery is going to be a lot faster than the patient that had three liters of liposuction and square miles of skin removed. Yes. So it's, it is variable. But in general, I would say the first week is going to be the roughest. You're going to be pretty sore if you had a lot of liposuction done, you're going to be really really sore. And when we tighten those muscles up, if they've been separated and we've repaired a diastasis that is pretty far apart, you're going to feel that as well for sure. Yeah, for sure. We do ask that you walk bent over for the first week, that you sleep in a semi-reclined position. So a lot of patients will have problems with lower back pain because they're just positioning and how they have to stand and position themselves. Some people even have walkers that first week because they don't want to have to walk bent over unsupported. But after the first week, you know, you start standing up straight, 
things are calming down a little bit, you're really feeling a lot better. And usually at the two week mark is when you're like, okay, all right, you know, I can go back to work. I can you know, do some normal daily activity things. Yeah. And some people heal faster than others. Yeah. It's pretty variable. I think it when is. you couple it with the breasts and, you know, you got to have, no, your, that's a you lot give more. yourself some time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not going to be, it's not an instant, you know, no. jump out of bed and get going no. kind of deal. And if you have a job where you are required to lift, like I have a lot of nurses or people that actually have to lift heavy weights in their job, you're looking at easily six weeks before you can go back to that kind of activity in your job. For sure. Well, that's cool. I think, uh, you know, we covered the, uh, the big ticket items on this uh marketing version <laughs> of the plastic i am gonna think of a really cool name for my tummy tuck and i'm gonna put it have it up on my website by monday there you go well this is the beverly hills plastic surgery podcast coming to you from the 90210 the beverly hills plastic surgery podcast is brought to you by rock spa this is Medi Spa, located both in Beverly Hills and Newport Beach, providing services such as Botox, fillers, lasers, and all therapy, as well as hydrofacials and all the aesthetic products you could possibly need. It's run by the medical director, me, Dr. Jay Calvert. Rock Spa Beverly Hills is located at 120 South Spalding Drive in Suite 340, Beverly Hills. 90212. The phone number there is 310-777-0496. And Rock Spa Newport Beach is located at 1617 Westcliff Drive, Newport Beach, California, 92660. The phone number there is 949-640-1111. You can go to their respective websites, rockspanewportbeach.com or rockspabeverlyhills.com. Rockspa was created to help my patients maintain their aesthetic beauty in between whatever operations they have throughout their lives. It's something that allows patients to come in, get their facials, skin treatments, take care of all the Botox fillers and lasers that they need to keep up their beauty. And if they've invested in any of the aesthetic operations I perform, it's the way to maintain those operations. If you mention this podcast you will get the member's pricing for your hydrofacial. The Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast is the way that Dr. Ravello and I talk about the issues that are important to us in plastic surgery, but there's nothing better than getting to take care of our patients and do plastic surgery. Our practices are located in Beverly Hills, and I also have a satellite office in Newport Beach. You can learn about my practice at drcalvert.com and you can reach my office by calling 310-777-8800, and that will get you an appointment either in Beverly Hills or at the Newport Beach office. My practice is located in Beverly Hills. Our office phone number is 310-954-1355. You can also contact us directly through the website, which is rovelloplasticsurgery.com. We look forward to seeing you in the office for some aesthetic tune-ups.